0: All right, good afternoon everyone. This is Austin Smedley, host of Beyond the Well. We got an interesting episode for you guys today. This is episode four. We're gonna be talking about the connection between the military, spirituality. If you're in the military, do you need to be spiritual? Should you be? We're talking about the link between mental wellness, some of the programs that are that our troops have got implemented to help them out. And today I've got with me.
1: Hello everybody, I'm Private First Class Christian Vegas I'm currently stationed in North Carolina studying 0411 maintenance
0: management I appreciate you coming on buddy this is uh, Christian Viegas. I've known him for the majority of my life he's one of the people that help with my own spiritual development throughout my life so I really appreciate you coming on it's about time we've made this of happen course. Huh? of course okay here, so just to kind of get things rolling real quick so I understand your spiritual viewpoints, but if you could sum up your spiritual beliefs in a sentence or two, I think I already have a pretty good idea, left-hand path and things like that. If you can go ahead and do that for us, that'd be great. Of course.
1: Well, no different from what I'm studying currently in the military, which is uh, be a logistician. I use logics instead of spiritual pipe dreams to confront my problems and aesthetics, and I go along with that. I use the uh, here and now to enjoy life instead of waiting for a monger uh, for the afterlife. So it's pretty much, it's pretty much what I do.
0: Of course, left hand path related stuff, sort of the same thing that I've been studying as well. So, as a Marine, having gone through boot camp and having, you know, you're learning your MOS at this moment, right? Well, what is your MOS? What are you training for?
1: Well, my MOS is 0411 Maintenance Management, pretty much taking care of all the parts and guns and artillery that comes through, making sure it's good to go for combat.
0: Awesome. Nice. Short and brief. You're going to be managing all that stuff. That's good. So, like I said, as going through boot camp and all this other stuff, I understand you've gone through some mental wellness training because of the very unfortunate statistic of veterans, combat veterans in particular, who become suicidal later in life. What was that mental wellness program meant to teach you? What did it, what did it guide you to? Well, it's
1: funny that you say that because the officer that gave the class, and it was just one class, uh, talked about how the Marine Corps is actually the highest uh, faction in the military, the American military, with the highest uh, suicide rates. And so along with that, encouraged us to go and partake in religious activities on Sundays in boot camp and even after boot camp. Uh, Being a prayer leader in boot camp, I would march my foot two on Sundays to the Catholic Church, the Christian Church, in my case, Catholic. Um, In doing so, the priest would often talk about how spiritual wellness is a benefactor and is is an aesthetic that you need within the military, along with physical wellness, mental wellness, and spiritual wellness, as he called it. And spiritual wellness is actually the most critical because it, it it dwells within the back of the subconscious, so you can't really focus on your duties if you are not spiritually connected or logically connected within yourself. So that's why it's why he encouraged a very strong
0: spiritual connection. I can understand that absolutely. I mean, when you're, you and I have spoken at length about uh, the connection between physical prowess and spiritual prowess, and that they go that's hand I mean. in hand. Would you have any? Would you agree with that? Would you disagree with that? I would very much
1: where they were very confused with who they were, uh, their religions, and it would bother them. You could tell uh, they wouldn't be able to focus on their duties. Uh, they'd be very distracted, uh, very irritated, and uh, at certain points, undisciplined. So it does have an effect. It's kind of like when you're at work and you know you left the stove on at home or you have to clean. Excuse me a second. Hey, hey kind of like when you're at work and you have the stove on and or you have to get to work and you have a dirty house it's, it's always going to be in the back of your mind you know you won't be able to focus on your work at hand knowing that that's the back of your mind you'll always be focusing on that or going back and forth correlating when you're going to get home how you're going to get home what are you going to do how you're going to keep the house so you focus you focus better when that part of your subconscious is solidated and consolidated
0: But yeah, it always it kind of seems like it just boils down to the concept of distraction. If you are in the military, this very, very important system that every form of government, any successful one anyways, and even the ones that failed, it's just a necessary component of the society you live in. If you are in a position of power like that, it's pretty important to have all cylinders firing as well as they can make sure the mach- machine's lubed as much as it can, does it really boil down yes. to just a matter of uh, distraction in terms of spirituality and the connection it has to the military?
1: Uh, I guess one could say uh, the amount of distractions you have can either conquer your ability to, to prehandle your job, but for the most part, statistics show that when you have a pretty consolidated background in religion, uh, whether it's Christianity or Buddhism, etc., it has a pretty profounding effect on your ability to perform. And that's just statistics, as a matter of fact. In terms of discipline, there's a better outcome, and that's also, statistically speaking, uh, the offices that we have here on base talk about that a lot. You know, We have classes pretty much every day on spiritual, physical, and mental wellness, and how that correlates to physical as well. So you can't really work out if, again, your subconscious is being conflicted, You know, or you won't do the full workout, uh, even going on further, what time you go to bed. How you wake up if you forget to set your alarm. It's being pre-planned and motivated to even get the job done, or to even pre-plan and get the job done ahead of
0: time. So just just like the just like the military itself, uh, military life, everything is very structured and very systematic. There's a a time to do this, a time to do that, time to sleep, time to wake up. Is the spiritual component of military life that rigid and that structured as well?
1: Well. In a lot of areas, in a lot of, a lot of ways, yes, it is very structured. As a matter of fact, it is, <clears throat> it is meant to be very structured, yes. But uh, there are there are setbacks, unfortunately, that happen. Uh, needless to say, the military aims to be very structured. However, with there being setbacks, uh, it becomes very fluid. And so from that point on, uh, commanders, from what I know, our commanders in the Marine Corps shift things up, they'll move a date up, or they'll change up platoons, or they'll move us around just to fill that, that rigid schedule and agenda that would occur just randomly. So that is the aim that really is the aim but uh the job gets done a lot more faster when the units that are being moved are more accepting of that position instead of complaining and whining about the job they had before and the, how they were promised to be in a different position so that pretty much is being expendable fluid like especially in the marine corps nothing is guaranteed you just have to be ready for anything
0: yeah absolutely it's just in regards to the military as a whole you have to be ready for <laughs> absolutely anything things could pop off at any moment so being prepared is definitely a big part of that so you referenced a little while ago uh, you were a prayer leader in boot camp. And so I'd just like you to define what exactly does it mean to be a prayer leader? What did you do for your guys? What did they do for you? And you mentioned that you were a prayer leader for the Catholic Church there at boot camp. Would you define yourself or classify yourself as Catholic?
1: I would not define myself, I would not define myself as Catholic at all. However, um, certain leadership positions, people who had leadership positions in boot camp, uh, found out how strong my Catholic background was without even knowing I was still Catholic. They just assumed they offered me a, a prayer-leader position. Instead, so if I did well the first two Sundays <clears> of <throat> leading my platoon to church <laughs> and conducting prayers at night before painting the racks, then I would stay in the position. Uh, of course, it's not that strict. I could probably could have messed up a few times and still have had the position. But being a prayer leader, uh, it's really just simple. You would just march your platoon of those that want to go to church on Sundays to the Catholic church. And then you're marching back. Uh You were known to be the one to give you spiritual advice if asked, almost like a counselor or a psychologist at boot
0: camp. Okay, so you acted as sort of just a an emotional backing. And in the situation like boot camp, where it's very intense, you're lacking sleep, you're lacking nutrition in some ways. I mean, you're gonna need that. You're gonna need that help. <laughs> So I, I kind of think about this concept. Like uh, I think the really the, the important thing here, as especially com- drawing from conversations you and I have had in the past, uh, the main point here being the the connection between the physical aspects of training and the spiritual aspects of training, and how they don't necessarily they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. They go hand in hand. I, I just think of back in some training that I've done, whether it be MMA related or wrestling or even just lifting weights or running, just cardio, when you're in that moment and your, your legs are burning, your arms are burning, your brain is telling you to give up, oftentimes I reflect on my, my, myself, my own spiritual beliefs and my practices, and I draw strength from them. Do you practice it the same way, or is there some variation in how that connection between the physical activity of exercise and the spiritual component of it, how do you define the link between the two, and how do you apply it to your life?
1: I would say that there is uh, some uh, slight variation but very similar uh, they apply to me because simply because of the fact that when I am working out and when we do have scheduled PTs or PFTs and I start swinging to the point where I don't want to run anymore where I don't want to keep going but at that point I get angry and I remember a certain philosophical coach for example or I just tell myself what I am my spiritual background how I've come this far there is there is a there is definitely a link but at that moment it is a fight or fight experience because you will choose to keep going or not and so in this case i'll use anger see when i when i'm very i'm challenged in that way i get very angry and i just just go with it and therefore i keep going keep running even though it'll kill me in the end uh, the results are quite uh, spectacular so when i'm done with that particular workout uh, i tend to reflect on my spiritual background and kind of self, um, you know, mentally and gradually uh, congratulate myself. And I use my spiritual background to to study even after a workout and to correlate my workouts with my day. And that that being said, uh how I plan my day out, even though the military pretty much plans your day out for you, it's a matter of how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to go about my day in terms of what time I'm going to work out, which time I'm going to eat, how I'm going to eat, what am I going to eat, what am I going to, eat, I going to read. Just a, a big factor for me is studying, reading the books real hard, as a matter of fact. Um, and that's a, another factor, too. Uh, I think because of my spiritual background, uh, I require knowledge. I require reading. I require factors. I require statistics. So I read a lot. And I have been reading a lot the free time I do have here and there. I'd say if I didn't have my spiritual background, that I had, I'd be very comfortable. That's not where I want to be. I don't want to be comfortable, at least not right now. At least not right now. Okay. So it does go hand in hand. At this same time that being said it can go hand in hand however the individual is is the pinnacle (laughs) so if the individual is okay with being comfortable for example he won't use his or her spiritual background to back that up to back that motivation or maybe even have those individuals that they just are like purely driven just by the anger itself just to keep them working out and studying and focus they may not need that much of a spiritual background but it would benefit them to have it as well so there is a variation in how people operate but for the most part a spiritual background is necessary it's not a necessity it's it's, it's more than necessary
0: okay awesome i I like that so you've referenced just i understand where you're coming from i understand your spiritual background just all the experiences i've had with you and talking with you over the course of quite a few years but just for those who don't know if you could explain what your spiritual background is and what power you draw from it because you, you've explained the power that you draw from it when you're in your, your workouts or the freedom that your practices give you during like in the midst of a very structured life I mean you, like you said yourself you're having your life structured for you and your spiritual practices are almost act as a freedom within that structure what I mean, just what is your spiritual background just so people who don't know get a better idea of it
1: well, for a common term or uncommon, uh, my spiritual background is pretty much of the left-hand path. That being said, the left-hand path dealing with the, uh, i.e., Satanism, Levain, Satanism in my case, Lavein Satanism, which means I'm completely atheistic. However, even though I say that, uh, I am also very much devoted to my old pagan gods, and just having that culture in my life is good for me. Now, I've always been somebody that's been very, very artistically connected, um, very uh, in depth with my ancestry, my culture. Uh, me being an artist even, having certain images around me while I work out or just throughout the day, remind me of who I am and what I'm about. So March. That, that's pretty much what it comes down to. So yes, I am a Levain Satanism. I am a Levain
0: Satanist. Absolutely. I, well, I try to, uh, I've given, it. We've, the first episode, the premiere episode of this show actually was about Levain Satanism. I had Emmanuel Vargas, a good friend of mine, come in here and we, we rapped about that for a little while. And Levain Satanism, how I like to put it, is it's not so much a belief system or even if it's a philosophy, but yeah. it's, it's not really a religion, right. so to speak. It's not something you believe, it's what you are. And like, it's what you are. Exactly. A lot of Satanists, like most notably Anton LaVey and his daughter, Zena, while she was still involved with the Church of Satan, she said herself that. There are many Satanists who are living inside Christian churches. There are nuns who are Satanists. There are Muslims who are Satanists. It's just a matter of how you live your life. Not what you believe, but how do you you actually live. It's a matter of practice. It's a matter of principle that you apply every day in your life. And yeah, exactly. I see that in your character. And I can definitely see how being a Satanist and living for the here and now uh, that with its, like within itself is indicative of taking care of yourself physically, taking care right. of yourself mentally. Are those aspects of the Levain Satanistic philosophy uh, important in military life?
1: Uh, yes, very much so. I haven't met any Levain yet, so to speak. Uh, however, I will say for myself that because I am the way I am, I have to be very structured, uh, being logis- logistical, uh, and yet I am also very artistical as well. Uh, So in in being in that category, it's a redefining case for me to identify with a power or even an icon of such logic and light to logic and yet such art artistry, you know? The adversary, uh, I've always seen the adversary as someone as an icon of art history, you know, classical romance and strength, logical strength. But the main one for me would be carnal instinct, carnal strength. You see, this is where I most reside in. I don't I've never been one to reside in my strength in spiritual pipe dreams, uh and that's just me. So me being the mathematician that I try to be the logistician that I try to be, it goes hand in hand with becoming stronger. And I'm not gonna do it by kneeling and praying about it. Yeah. So I do what I can to make myself physically stronger. And for spiritually my spirituality is what I see around me, what I enjoy. My the artists the artistry that I make, the things that I say, the words that I speak, I enjoy them every day. What I say, I enjoy every day. How I speak, I enjoy it. How I live, I enjoy it. I try to make it a point every day to enjoy it, and I do. And the more I do that, the more I practice it, I become more toned. I improve every day.
0: That's great. I mean, that's kind of the central part of the philosophy is improvement every single day. And that kind of ties into the Operation Werewolf thing. Within the next few weeks, I'm hoping to get uh, Paul Wagner on here as well. I'd love to hear from him and his perspective on that. I know you being in an environment that pushes you to your physical limits, whether it be through boot camp or even just training for your MOS, you got pushed your physical mental limits. Now you're getting pushed to your intellectual limits. The philosophy of Satanism, that carnal philosophy of responsibility for the responsible. You mentioned uh, the passage about spiritual pipe dreams. How would you define a spiritual pipe dream? And how do you live knowing you aren't living in a spiritual pipe dream or are being afflicted by that in any way.
1: See, being the way that I am, of how I operate, it doesn't do me well to hope for things that I know I may or may not have. Instead, I just make a list, and I provide for myself what I can and what I'm able to do. Even if I can't, I still try.
0: So having some issues hearing you. So if you're talking right now, you're gonna to have to restate. In regard to spiritual pipe dreams, a passage that you've mentioned, that's a it's a pretty critical component of the satanic philosophy. How do you live your life knowing that? <laughs> you aren't being afflicted by what's known as a spiritual pipe dream. And also, how would you define a spiritual pipe dream?
1: I'm glad you asked that. I live my life every day by focusing on the here and now and by doing that because it is the way I operate and how I view life. As I'm doing something, whether it's working out or I'm making art or I'm drawing or painting or... Even speaking to people or walking and enjoying and look at certain things and enjoying certain things, whether it's looking at a damper, flying, I am conscious of how I do those things. You know, like I said, the way I speak, it's very in tone. And with an improvement uh, comes focus, that focus and endearment of improving yourself to get better. So a spiritual pipe dream is contradictory, is contradictive of that, because you're relying on a notion that you could be better in a different experience, in a different life, and even though you can still do all those great things, you can still be strong, you can still work out, of course you can, you know? But people like me, I benefit without that. And for somebody that's very structured and layered and that's very concrete, I don't want any of that in my life. I don't want to rely or hope for anything. Instead, I just want to live my life with the conscious Know that I am working on my aesthetics now, here and now, and that it won't be improved any other day of the week except for here and now. And if I did rely on a spiritual pipe dream, I feel I would get less done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I th- I can definitely see your point with that. Like the whole spiritual pipe dream. What the term is defined as being within the Satanic Bible, at least, uh, it could, it'll vary much like Satanism does, depending on who you ask about it. But it's basically. A lie and kind of how, how to avoid being or living in a spiritual pipe dream is by being aware of your surroundings right. not living not living your life in false hope by kneeling down and praying whenever you have a problem it's about action right. you get up and you do it yourself i understand you may as
1: well so do those things you may as well so do those things you may still so well do those things as i can you still may so you may even do it better than me with the spiritual pipe. But you, the thing is, and the point is, you may not be enjoying it. You may be hoping for a spiritual pipe dream. Even you could be doing all those things better than I can. However, the point is, are you fucking enjoying it? Yeah. Are you enjoying it? And that's the point. Why live life if you're not going to enjoy it? Yes, work out. Yes, improve yourself. But if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? And if you're relying on a spiritual pipe dream at the end of the road for you to justify why you work so hard, it wouldn't benefit Instead, enjoy the workout. Come to a logical and concrete conclusion to why you are doing what you were doing instead of relying on, well, if I do this, I will get rewarded at my death. Even if that may be so, I think it's destructive.
0: And, and ultimately boils down to it to just a a, t- a form of spiritual awareness, just being aware. Of your surroundings, being aware of yourself. And in order to be aware of yourself, you really have to know yourself. And most, a lot of people don't actually really take the time to look into it and understand and learn who they are. So kind of with that, the predominant religion in the United States is by far abrahamic faiths especially under the christian or catholic banner mostly christian is at least from your experience i'm sure statistically it'll go one way or the other across the country but in your experience in boot camp and where you're stationed now are there predominantly christians around you would you say that's accurate
1: yeah that's very accurate there are very strong christian believers around me however even though they are very strong christians uh there are a lot of ngps around the last week so to say um those that say they're christian they uh there have been sexual assaults within rooms, when being in male dorms, uh, people getting drunk, uh, drinking, even smoking illegal drugs in the barracks. Uh, and I think that all comes from a form of, of spiritual pipe, you know, we've been promised a a, a glory, a, a glorified faction of the military, the Marine Corps, and I think a lot of us expected something different, and we got uh, a lot of us sort that of, we didn't get what we wanted, um, so they can't release really that anger. As uh, Christians they feel they can't they feel like they can't release their anger. So you would have this problem in the barracks on any base or any situation like this. Constant drinking, the obsessive drinking, the partaking act illegal drugs, uh, sexual assaults, excessive sexual conduct as well, and it's pretty disgusting to me as well. I mean, especially since I hold the Marine Corps values pretty true. Um, to unit morale, as they say. These are the other things you just don't do because it decreases a unit morale and that affects a unit's ability to perform combat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all these things. So, yeah, they, they tie you, they it, tie together.
1: It's most definitely tied together, and within the Abrahamic faiths, it puts all your anger. All your emotions, all your regret, pretty much giving them to giving them away without any logical conclusion as to why you did it. You know, if, uh, if you're angry, you should use that anger to get the job done or to do something productive. You know, a Levain Satanist is responsible, and that's just bottom line. And I'm not gonna say I'm perfect. I'm not gonna say that I'm responsible because I do lack in some areas, and that's just of me. But I'm not gonna sit here and complain about what I didn't get done or what I have to get done. Instead, I'll just do it. Because I'm not going to live my life saying, oh, I could have done this or I could have done that. No, I did what I did. I want to do what I want to do. And I'm going to enjoy the process. And that's how you don't make those mistakes. That's how you don't obstructurally drink and get NJP, go to court and get court-martialed. You know, there are ways to live life. There are rituals. And when I mean when I say rituals, rituals can be a number of things, whether it's you you cleaning your face before you go to bed, the way you take a shower, how you get ready for the day, you having your cup of coffee, how you want to have it, or how you start a ceremony. You know, these are just ways to get out your aggression, your anger, your, your regression.
0: No, no doubt Forward a forward thinking mindset in that environment is definitely going to do you some good and it'll hold you being about action rather than wishful or hopeful thinking. It's going to do you a whole lot more, a whole lot more good and you're going to enjoy the process a bit more. So one last question to kind of get this wrapped up. We've talked about the background and all that. So ultimately, you've kind of answered the question a little bit here, but just to get it a little more in depth to tip this thing off. Being that the majority of people in the military are Christians and you've explained some of the nefarious actions that human beings are fallible to it happens to a lot of people, regardless of what religion you come from. Why ultimately decide as a Satanist, a self-professed Satanist or someone along a part of the LHP left-hand path, why did you reject the Christian the Christian beliefs of the people around you in favor for your belief system? What benefit do you feel you get from it?
1: Well, I don't. I'm not opposed to Christianity. However, for myself, I reject it. For myself, not for anybody else, but for myself, I will say I oppose it and reject it for myself completely and solely on my own, not for anybody else. And the reason for that is because it is the way I operate, and it is a structure and a set a set book, literally, literally, literally a set book on a way to operate. And when you open this book, book of the Vein Satanism, it correlated immediately with the way I act, how I respond. Now. I, act, I'm, I am very eccentric, you see, and so that is a big part for me. Me being eccentric has a lot to do with how you go about the day. And being a part of a contradictory philosophy, such as a tame emotion, a tame carnal spirit, I think is damaging. If you tame your carnal instincts, how will you ever improve? Honestly, how will you ever improve? You could improve, like I said, uh, <laughs> but you're not going to enjoy it, nor are you going to understand why you're improving.
0: Yes, precisely. Um, Living in the here and now. Said, mm-hmm.
1: Yes, Living in the here and now, and that can easily be misconstrued as just doing drugs and drinking, but that's not what that is. That's not what carnal instincts is. Carnal instinct is not self destruction, carnal instinct is self preservation. It's a pouring spiritual lift of yourself, the things that you do every day. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, living, yeah, no, no doubt about that. Living for the here and now, accepting responsibility for the responsible. <laughs> inhaling business as usual especially being a marine and one of the most respected members of society and certainly someone That's that true. i owe a lot to as a person on a personal level so again thank you christian viegas for coming on here is there anything any any closing words that you have well so uh, again this words, is i want to
1: say uh, follow your beliefs stay true to yourself uh, That's pretty much
0: it. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you, Austin, for having
1: me on here again so much. I really appreciate
0: it. Not a worries, brother. Not a worries. So this has been Austin Smedley of Beyond the Well. I appreciate you for coming on. You can catch me on on Instagram at AustinXSmedley. I still haven't gotten my full name done yet, and the account is still blank. Someone still doesn't use it, so I'm pretty ticked off about that. But until next time, appreciate you, Christian, for coming on. Thank you. Have a good one.